As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. I misspoke. Um, I got a tongue. I had a tongue twister. Anyway, uh, what I meant to say is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast, huh? Hey, come up and get your prize for tuning in, huh? Come up and get your prize from Miklos. Uh, Miklos is one of my many nicknames. Um... If we've never met before and you say, hey, Miklos, we will have an instant connection if you see me in a, in a, at a random sighting in, uh, in, in the world somewhere. Like if you just see me at a bar and we've never met and you just scream, hey, Miklos, I will answer and I will be primed and aroused by Miklos. So uh, that name came from... Uh, Gabriel, the angel of apartments. Uh, have I told you guys the story before where uh, when I was looking for apartments in L.A. with my friend Christopher John Blackerby, he was making some calls, and uh, there was a guy that he got a hold of, and Chris was like, hey, I, I found this guy that's trying to... I don't know if this dude was the landlord or what. It was way off in, you know, Bumble Frick, Burbank, where I was born. I was born in St. Joseph's Hospital in Burbank, California, about a mile away from where Michael Jackson's grave is. Talk about a really cool mausoleum or whatever they call it. Very badass uh, place. Anywho, uh, Gabriel, the angel of apartments, answered Chris's call. We were on three-way, and um, Gabriel had a... I don't know where he's from, but he was from Eastern Europe, maybe? Like Ukraine or something? I don't know. Heaven? Maybe Gabriel's from heaven. I don't know. What I do know is that when I got on the phone, he goes, Hello, I hear a second voice there. Chris, who is this person that is on the phone with you now? Uh, Chris, this is my buddy Mike. This is this would be the roommate if we, if, if we end up moving in. He goes, Mike, hello, Mike? I said, yes, hi, Gabriel, this is Mike. He goes, Mike, from this point forward, you'll be forever known as Miklosh. I said, okay, appreciate it. I was laughing. We were, we were laughing at this guy because he was so unique, this Gabriel fella. Anyway, we go to check out the apartment, and, uh, you know, he's giving us a tour of the place. Gabriel is giving us a nice tour of this place. Just a standard crappy apartment off, off the beaten path in, like, North Burbank, way far away from everything. I guess it was pretty cheap. He's giving us the tour, and he says, Chris, on the nights when Miklos gets lucky, and I know it's hard to believe, but trust me, there will be a time or two when Miklos gets lucky. Okay, on those nights, you guys will want to have a fireplace. Right? We had, there was a fireplace in the living room. Crappy little tiny fireplace. He goes, let me tell you guys something. The fireplace is a panty dropper. Okay? Uh, so I thought that was a very unique sales strategy uh, being being implemented by Gabriel. Uh, and then he took us into the next... Uh, he took us into the bedroom at one point. He goes, look at this. This right here is a walk-in closet. It's got plenty of room for bondage. So there was a, a big walk-in closet. He said, do you see that? How there's a pole right there? Well, you can take it and... <laughs> uh, you can do uh, have the belt uh, tied to that uh, rail there, and you can do all types of crazy things. Put it around your neck and uh, have sex with the belt around the neck. It's something the kids are doing these days. I'm not sure if he actually said that one. Uh, my memory is a little fuzzy. I wouldn't be surprised. All I do remember is a few other things that Gabriel said. One... Boys, make sure that you pay your rent on time, because if you do not, you do not want to see the type of person that I can be 
if you do not pay your rent on time. With that said, I do need to get going. Feel free to contact me if you have further questions. I have a very attractive, young, blonde wife who is waiting for me. Why she married me, I do not know, and I am still baffled to this day as to why she is with me. However, I do need to answer the call and go to her. Boys, thank you for your time. Let me know if you have any questions. So that was our experience with Gabriel, and he made a prediction that from that point forward when he mentioned it for the rest of time, I will, I will forever be known as Miklos. So I let this gentleman rename me. No, he didn't rename me. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a nickname. I, I embrace it. I embrace Miklos. I embrace Miklos. Thank you, thank you, Gabriel, for the name. Um, let me take a quick sip of this smoothie here. If I've told you guys that sorry story before, I do apologize uh, for the recycled content. Um, I think it's the CTE from getting hit too many times in the game of football. Uh, hey, hey, maybe the government will, you know, issue uh, some type of a refund for the football players who, you know, have CTE. Maybe I can get a, uh, a, pec a check from the government on a, on a weekly basis. Kind of like unemployment, you know. Hey, CTE, can I get my check? Thank you. Okay. Miklos is here to claim his CTE check. Thank you very much. Okay. Taking notes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate I know it's been... It's actually been quite some tizime since I did a, a podcast. It's actually been a little over a month. What in the heaven? Hey, what in the heaven is Miklos's deal? You know? Waiting a whole month? Getting us all, you know... I don't know. Either I'm making you guys horny or I'm doing the opposite. Either I'm priming the pump or it's so long that your your blue balls just turn back into regular balls. Uh, and and now you're... Either I, 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 I was building up the anticipation is what I'm trying to say or I really couldn't... It's been so long that you no longer have any anticipation at all and you're like, why in the heaven is there a new podcast episode? I thought Mike was done with that thing. It's episode 60, guys. Let's give it up. XLX, right? What am I doing right now? I got this. I got a football game on, Sunday Night Football. We got the Steelers versus the Ravens. I had a couple old teammates that used to play for both teams off the top of my head. Uh, Ziggy Hood was, uh, was with the Steelers when they played in the Super Bowl. Ziggy played in the Super Bowl with the Steelers just a few years ago, very recent. Jeremy Macklin was on... Uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, relatively recently, I guess. Ziggy's playing with the Redskins right now, and I was down in Washington, D.C. Uh, shortly after the recording of my last podcast with James Camacho, and he happened to be booked on there that weekend as well. So we actually both performed at this place called the Comedy Loft the weekend after the last episode came out. I went down to D.C., speaking of Ziggy Hood and the Washington Redskins, the Baltimore Ravens were playing the Redskins that weekend. Uh, I think it was Thursday night preseason, so I didn't get down to Baltimore. But uh, I did D.C. and Baltimore that weekend, which is very ironic that the two were playing. I went down with my girl, who's from D.C. Uh, did a little comedy in D.C., did the, the Baltimore Comedy Festival with her. Good times. Hey, let's talk about all that stuff in a little bit, though. Okay? Okay, thanks. Um, for now... Let's talk about what's relevant, right? In the news, let's 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 really lure these new listeners into something that that is relevant that they can relate to. Since they don't know who I am, why talk about myself too quickly, right? Come on, Mike. I mean, what what's your deal, Mike? <laughs> you think the new listeners want to hear about you? No, they want to hear about Kanye West and Adam Driver, because Adam Driver hosted this opening season. What do they call it? Is it the season premiere? I don't know. SNL's first episode of the season was last night. I actually watched it. I stayed in because uh, I'm an old man now, and I uh, all I do is you know I have you know, I, I make tea and I uh, move things around in my apartment with my girlfriend and I watch Saturday Night Live. I'm an old man, and I, at night when I'm not performing, I watch Jimmy Fallon's monologues, and then I go to bed. I get a good night of rest. <clears throat> I wake up the next day and I focus on comedy. Uh, you know, I write. I take a bath. All right. 
I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I haven't really said much thus far, and I apologize for that, but hopefully you're enjoying the ride. Let's take a, you know what, let's take a brief hiatus, because uh, I don't want to exhaust you guys from just nonstop banter. Do you guys like it when I riff on my podcast? Awesome. All right. So, hey, Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. Cool. Look at that. Joe Flacco. I didn't even know he's still around. Is his name Joe? I don't know. How about Ben Roethlisberger, number seven? Oh, cool. Seven is a divine number. How do you feel about that? I like it, Miklush. All right. Hold on a second. I need to take a sip of my smoothie here, guys. I was almost in a movie that was filmed in the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. It's called The Dark Knight Rises. Not sure if you guys have ever heard of Batman or whatever. You know, it's just a small-scale deal there. But the football... Uh, the, the company that gets hired for doing the football scenes in all of these movies and commercials and TV shows, um, which I did uh, a couple background things with uh, for McFarland and The Amazing Spider-Man when I was a football player. They were hired to do The Dark Knight Rises, and I was too lazy to fill out the freaking application and show up, but I think there's a very good chance I would have been able to uh, do that flick, and I think that out of all the movies that I've done, that would have probably been the most uh, cool. All right, let's let's move on. Any questions? I feel like you guys probably need a Q&A, a live Q&A session, so when I speak in non-complete thoughts, you have the chance to clarify what in the heaven I'm talking about. Um, do you guys remember the scene in The Dark Knight Rises when Bane freaking gets down onto the football field and breaks that guy's neck? I mean, what what what, what was Bane's deal right there? What a what a what a rude guy! Hey, that was so rude of him just to like break that guy's neck, you know? All right, in front of all those people, you know, just scaring them and stuff. Like, what's his deal? All right. Let's talk about Kanye West and Saturday Night Live last night. First of all, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Kanye has changed his name. Did you know that? It was uh, an announcement made just before uh, Saturday Night Live and the season. Is it the season premiere? I don't know. I, the opening, the, the first episode of the season, you know, everyone said their summer break. Anyway, Kanye has been gone. Or, sorry, Saturday Night Live... Uh, what am I talking about? I'm distracted by the football game. Ben Roethlisberger acting like a buffoon. All right. Mama see it. 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 I just want to start off by saying to you, I'm trying to do the podcast here. Slow it down. Take a breath. Take a sip of the water. Okay. That was my Adam Sandler water boy. All right. Saturday Night Live, Kanye West. Let's get into that. Um, changed his name to Ye. Y-E. Or Ye. 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 Kanye West changed his name to Ye. And he did the normal two performances. And then uh, I was watching the end of the show. And when uh, they usually have that, the band kind of do that closing Saturday Night Live music. You know, Adam Jarvis was like, I'd like to thank everybody, blah, 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 and then thank Kanye West. And then Kanye West kind of started, like, singing, right? Something I've never seen before, which I thought was really weird, that Saturday Night Live was letting him do a third performance of the night. Uh, definitely odd. Uh, and even more odd is that today, uh, in reading Twitter, because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an educated person. I know how to stay up on things. In reading Twitter and tweets, come to find out there was an entire thing that was cut out of that final performance. Uh, Kanye West was giving a pro-Trump speech. In fact, he was wearing a Make America Great hat. Make America Great Again hat uh, in that final send-off. So... Two weird things here. One, the fact that SNL's letting him perform at the end, which came off very odd to me at the end of the show. Uh, and then two, the fact that an entire like few minutes was cut out from the live air from his rant about how Trump's not that bad and he thinks that uh, 90% of uh, TV is run by liberals and that... Uh, you know, everybody who's hating on Trump is actually not helping. So, Kanye West, 
now, sorry, I apologize to Kanye for calling him by the wrong one. Yee um, had some things to say. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, you know, feel free to send me an email or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know when radio radio stations are like, yeah, tweet at us or you know, call in and tell us how you feel. Well, guess what, guys? Call in if you want to. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Do you do you do you want to? I don't know. Do you want to send me an email? Go to my website and you know, write me a, a thing. Go to the contact form page and say this is how I feel about yay or ye. If you want to. Do whatever you want, guys. I don't care. As long as you spread thine love. That's all I that's all I ask, you know? Live in love. Don't be mean to people, okay? Oh, that, that was one of the messages that Kanye actually <laughs> said. I wasn't even trying to uh, run a parallel with him, but he said people need to start uh, stop thinking with their rational minds and start listening to their heart and listening to that. I actually happen to agree with that. It's about love, guys. Give it a try. Blah! You know? Give it a try. Blah! Are you going to vote for Kanye in 2020 or what? I mean, come on, eh? Uh, all right. Mm. It's a good smoothie. So do you guys like my, my hot take on the Kanye thing? I don't, I don't really have a take on it. Other than it's absurd, and I'm sure that Kim Jong-un is jealous of his bromance uh, with Donald Trump. And I, I imagine Putin is jealous as well of the budding bromance between Kanye and Mr. Donald John Trump. Uh, I personally, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to keep it real surface level. That way you guys don't really know how I feel because I don't want to divide my listeners. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Who's this guy? You know, sitting on the fence all the time, never even thinking a true stance. You know, not really getting down to the religion and the politics, you know what I mean? Just kind of scratching the surface of it. Anybody horny or what? Okay, great. Anyway, a lot's happened in the last month, both in the world of comedy and in the world of Michael Oldroyd. Speaking of Michael, uh, did you guys happen to see the Emmys a few weeks back? Speaking of Michael and speaking of Saturday Night Live... The Emmys were hosted by Colin Jost and Michael Che well, a few weeks back. That's always a big deal. I'm surprised Kanye West didn't jump out and interrupt somebody's award ceremony and talk about how much better Beyonce was or how great Beyonce was. By the way, did you guys know that Beyonce is accused of practicing witchcraft? I mean, what in the heaven? It's like Beyonce. What? It's not even October yet. You know, Halloween, it's, 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 it's not even festive right now. What's your deal? Guys, do you believe that? Do you, do you believe that that um, Beyonce was practicing witchcraft? I mean, I don't know. That sounds heinous. It's a little bit intriguing. It's a little bit ridiculous. Uh, you know, we got Halloween coming up here soon. and So I, the funniest joke that I heard uh, about Beyonce practicing witchcraft is the person said, I don't believe she's practicing witchcraft because if she, if she was... Yeah, she would have made uh, Jay-Z's lips and face look a lot more attractive. So that was pretty funny. Um, guys, do you like my eyebrows? They're, they're a lot like Kanye West. They're very, very obnoxious. All right, that is a stupid joke. All right. Um, I, know I'm, I know I'm talking in circles. I hope you guys are still enjoying the Michael Wooldroid Comedy pa Podcast. So it looks like uh, the Ravens won. So that's always good. The Rave the quarterback of the Ravens looks like my buddy Charlie Hasseldyke. Do you guys know Char Charlie? Charlie? It is Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco looks like Charlie. Charlie's coming into town this week. We're going to hang out Tuesday night and do some comedy stuff. We're going to go check out Harold Knight. Hey, Charlie, if you're listening to this, shout out to you, bruh. You know? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Charlie? Hey, thanks for tuning in, man. Okay, well, I'm going to get back to my podcast now. All right. Um, shout out to my boy, Caleb Medley, just for just for fun. You know what I mean? Just for fun, Caleb. I know you uh, tune into these things, and I just want to say I love you, bro. You know? My football sidekick, you know? My buddy. Uh, I was late for your... I, uh, I don't, what did I do? I missed the flight? What, what happened? Uh, well, I... 
last year when I was trying to make it to your wedding. I was I think I was like gonna miss the flight and I just caught the next one. Somehow I made it to your wedding on time and I'm really glad. Uh, remember guys when I told you about how I fell asleep in the estate? I, I passed out after uh, yeah the, the guy called the cops on me who owned the estate because I wanted to go back and grab my whip out of his uh, vineyard and he said nobody can exit at this hour. What's that guy's deal? I, I wonder that what that guy's doing right now, you know? Is he uh, is he happy? Hey, is he fulfilled in life? I, I hope so, you know? That guy had real bad teeth. I hope he learned to floss. I really hope so. His teeth were spread out, you know? His teeth were spread out. It was really interesting. It was, You know, Michael Strahan has a gap in between his two front teeth, but the rest are pretty good from what I've seen. This guy had a gap in between every single tooth, and I don't think he had enough teeth because there's not enough space in your mouth when you spread them out like that. You know what I mean? So he had like less teeth and they were all spread out. It was really interesting. It was like a, you know, like a dolphin or something. He was he was saying, I'm going to call the cops on you if you don't step back. And I was like, listen to me, dolphin teeth. I will not step back. And then he called the cops. I was like, call the, call the cops. Yeah, that, do that. Call the fucking cops. And he, he called the cops. And then I casually walked away as he was calling the cops. And I fell asleep. On the side of his estate. All right. So I saw Michael Che at the Comedy Cellar a few weeks back practicing for the Grammys. Uh, he did a couple jokes at the Comedy Cellar, testing out the waters. I think the funniest joke he said was, uh, Hey guys, great to be here tonight in front of all you beautiful people and everybody who has not been caught yet. A.K.A. Uh, kind of saying that there's a lot more... Uh, Men, most likely, that are uh, have been guilty of some sort of sexual misconduct. How do you guys feel about that whole thing, huh? I mean, my girlfriend is awesome. First of all, she is. Uh, she's a very. She's got a hot take on this whole thing. First of all, she hates. <laughs> she hates the Me Too movement. Uh, she is not a fem she claims to not be a feminist by the way I'm not saying she's awesome because of those things uh, she's just awesome all right uh, and I find this more I find this intriguing I find it to be I think I'm more of a feminist than she is to be honest um, but she um, it's interesting to see uh, the perspective of not just uh, she's a very beautiful girl you know there's always males hitting on her and attracted to her she's like a a flower and there's always these honeybees trying to, to fly around her and I got to swat them away you know actually I don't have to swat them away because I because I trust her and we have a good time I swat them away all right uh, hey you all right um, I get jealous over the most ridiculous stuff she'll uh, I get jealous over the stupidest things when we were at the comedy cellar uh, she's like I'm gonna go try to talk to Michael Che real quick so that I can introduce you and maybe he can help you right so she like leaves the she leaves the comedy cellar she leaves the seat that we're sitting at and I, I in my drunk state of mind I'm like heck nah man I'm not letting you go talk to Michael Che by yourself how dare you <laughs> how dare my chick try to help me and go talk to Michael Che so I followed her out there and Michael Che was I think looking at her like who's this cute blonde like he wasn't being weird but you know stimulus response any human being would have looked at at her and I was out there uh, I was out there you know uh, you know creating a creating a disturbance like you better not talk to Michael Che <laughs> I'll talk to Michael Che you stay you stay at home no um, you stay at home where nobody can talk to you no I didn't but uh, we didn't end up talking to Michael Che. We uh, we got in a fight about some other some other dude that was texting her. You know, hey, who's this guy? You know, we got we were tipsy. All right, me and my chick are, are interesting. We we I love I I wow. Well, what did I almost say there? I, I all right. Let's let's take it down a notch. Um, Let's see here. Uh, we were supposed to see my buddy Usama Siddique perform that last night. I've mentioned him before. He, was it just for laughs in Montreal? He's a New York guy. I've known him for a few years now, and he's really starting to kind of 
take it to that next level. You know, he's in at the comedy cellar now. So I actually saw him before he went on stage. I was in the bathroom. I was like, hey, tear it up. He's like, yep. So it was, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those deals where, uh, it's a little awkward, you know. I think he's he's getting famous now, and now he's kind of forgetting me or what. I don't know. No, uh, he's he's not forgetting me. Um, forgive me. For, don't f- forgive me. Don't forget me. All right. Um, doing all right. I apologize here. I'm I apologize for nothing. I'm having a good time. So what else? Uh, we didn't get to see Usama because we chased. Uh, I chased my girlfriend out when Michael Che got off stage. Uh, and went outside. I chased my girlfriend out there. Uh, so I missed uh, Usama's performance. I did see that he was on the TV there outside on the McDougal Street or whatever side of the street. Uh, guys, I apologize. I'm getting exhausted from this. All right, let's talk about Louis C.K. He was at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, he made his comeback uh, sometime in the last month or so. And everybody's all, bleh, you know, they're... All mad at Louis C.K. Just recently, some comic at the Comedy Cellar was hating on him. The owner of the Comedy Cellar had a, a news article. I don't know if it was in the New York Times, but about how he didn't know that Louis was going to make his comeback and that he doesn't endorse that. Basically, completely distancing himself. Everyone's kind of throwing Louis C.K. under the bus right now. It's like, come on, guys. You know, I mean, let, let, let's talk about this from a couple couple different angles. Um, We are in a weird time in society. Can I just say something like Louis I feel like these next words are going to define me. I don't know. <laughs> I really got to choose my words wisely. Let me Louis didn't do anything wrong, guys. All right? Jeez. I said it. No. Um what Louis did wasn't that bad. All right? Um, people need to tor- take more personal responsibility for things. Um, I don't think that either of those girls are uh, really victims, in my opinion. Uh, my girlfriend—I I have a chick that agrees with me, by the way. So that doesn't make it um, right. All right, let me let me let me let me let me dial it back a second here. Let's. How do I say this? Louis C. Don't go into a guy's hotel. Do you guys even know the story with Louis C.K. and these two girls that came out with something several years later, and it's destroying his, it's destroying his career at least temporarily. Uh, ladies, don't go to a guy's hotel room if you're not prepared for something sexual to potentially go down. Right. That's. You don't do that. So first of all, you're putting yourself in a situation where something like this can happen, ladies, by going into a guy's hotel room. That's the, that's where first mistake is on you there, okay? Secondly, well, is, I, I think that if these girls were in the industry, Louis should not have tried to fool around with them just because it's it's smarter to not try to dip your pen in company ink. You don't, it's not a good idea to try to fool around with people in the industry. Uh, so that part, Louis, when it comes to wisdom, you know, think about that. But I understand, you know, we all we all have uh, peni, yeah, males too, and we, 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 it's hard to not think with those sometimes. Anyway, I personally appreciate the fact that Louis warned these girls before he whipped it out. I, I personally, I, I think that that's respectable, right? Like, he didn't just whip it out. He. He made a warning with a with an open door policy. The door is unlocked. He's not blocking the exit. He's not doing anything to stop them. This is in his hotel room. Uh, it's an environment where there are two girls, and he basically made an announcement, like a principal does over the PA. This is what's going to be happening, so you can kind of do what you want uh, about this, right? I. Louis also, so I personally, you know, I, I would say that's not, that, that that's not, a, you don't have a lot of game there, Louis. Like, I don't, I'm not impressed with your seductive skills there, right? Like, I, I think if you were 
feeling attracted toward these women, there's a, a more uh, smooth way to kind of, you know, get from from A to B if they're feeling your vibe. But I, I appreciate that you at least kind of forewarned them and uh, gave them the opportunity to leave if they wanted to. And uh, the girls didn't leave. So I'm not exactly sure why everyone's up, upset. Uh, what I will say is, People blame, they're saying that he used his power, his pull in the business to, you know, it was an abuse of his power, right? Because they were younger in the business. But how is he supposed to know that? I mean, it's like at the end of the day, like, we all have a choice. The women had a choice to stay or to leave. I don't understand why it's his responsibility to somehow know how they feel, right? Um, my girlfriend agrees. Uh, she's she's actually sick of seeing all this stuff come out, including Aziz Ansari. Now, there's certain degrees. Is what Aziz did is even less bad than than Louis in our minds. In her, I speak for both of us. No, she speaks for both. We know how each other feels. Let me clarify so the feminists don't get upset. She also speaks for both of us, right? Either one of us can speak for, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm even speaking correctly here. I, but how do you feel about the fact that the woman's brain is a, smaller than the man's brain? That's a Borat impression. No, I'm, guys, I'm all for equality. I don't like anyone abusing power and taking advantage of anybody. Um, but I, I think we need to kind of cut Louis a break and definitely Aziz Ansari. Uh, I mean, for goodness sakes, at what point, at what point, first of all, both of them apologized and what both of them, neither, neither one of them physically forced anyone to do anything that they didn't want to do. That's as, that's, that's as clear as it gets. Neither one of them, um, put I, any women in a situation where they weren't able to verbally articulate no, neither one of them physically stopped them from doing anything. Both of them felt pressure. Guys, I feel pressure all the time for different things in life. You have to, not being able to stand up to pressure is not some external person's fault. You need to face that pressure it's it's your job to you know to to essentially st stand your ground to say no right if you say no and somebody pushes past that then that's not okay absolutely not okay and i would never stand up for if if louis or aziz pushed past a woman saying no uh and physically prevented them from doing from exiting or getting away, then that's not okay. Like Harvey Weinstein, that dude should go to jail for a long time. Bill Cosby should go to jail for a long time. Um, anybody that's physically prevented anyone, or and I also think in in a in a in a work environment too, holding something over somebody's head, uh, which Louis is kind of aw. Not, it's not black and white there. I mean, it was kind of work-related. So that's, again, that's not wise that Louie did that. But, guys, this is a long time ago. Doesn't mean that it goes away, but you don't destroy someone's career. So I don't like all the hating on Louie. I stand up for him, um, as well as Aziz. I want to see both of them make a comeback. Aziz seems like the nicest guy ever to chicks. Like, the stuff that that, re that girl revealed, I know so many guys that are so much worse than the way Aziz treated her. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty asinine, to be honest. So, um, nevertheless, you know, you guys know where I stand. I, I think I've made it pretty clear. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, anybody that's kind of like hating on lawyer, distancing themselves from him because they don't have the balls to actually have their own opinion and they're just going with what is trending in society right now, I think that's 
unfortunate. Um, I'm all for uh, respecting women, and I'm not proud of everything I've ever done. And if I could change certain things, I would. Um, but I also think that you know people hopefully mature for the better, right? Is it is it fair? Is it like? Whatever happened to a couple things, innocent until proven guilty. I mean, both of these obviously admitted their guilt. Whether they're even guilty or not of it, they took responsibility and apologized. Some of these other dudes out there are automatically, right now, just burning at the stake. Like, no matter what, they're guilty, right? Nobody even knows what happened, but because somebody comes out and says something, they're automatically guilty. Um because that's how society's handling it right now, which I don't know when our country became a, co a country of automatic guilt. Um, secondly, what else? Um, there's a thing called uh, public praise and private criticism. What? Th this is public criticism and no private anything. Like, people just... Like, I'd like to know, like, if, if, if there's something I've ever done to um, make a girl feel in a way where she's upset about our interaction, first of all, I, I would feel really bad about that. Um, and I would want to make that better. And I would hope she would come to me about it, right? Don't you think it's a little bit weird if, I'm famous in 10 years and some girl comes out with something then like why not address this now why not address if you if if I've wronged somebody without even knowing it and I find out several years later is is that I find out several years later because somebody that I knew 15 years ago goes to the press now that I'm super famous like what exactly to me, that's not, like, one, it's not respectful toward me. Two, why wouldn't you address that with me? Why wouldn't you come to me and talk about these things? So, I don't know. This, It's weird stuff. It's weird. Um, if someone did something illegal, too, like, there's a difference between doing something illegal and making someone feel uncomfortable. I mean, I don't ever want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, but I think there is still a, a very there is still a very big difference. All right, I think I've talked enough about that. I'm gonna take a quick hiatus for a quick sec. All right, awesome, thanks. How deep is your love? Is it like the ocean? What devotion are you? How deep is your love? Is it like Nirvana? guys uh now that we're back I, I i feel good uh i feel like um i needed to, i feel like i just took a huge dump uh metaphorically speaking regarding regarding all of that stuff that we just talked about um and i just want to say look i i do i i really do care about i i empathy is my greatest strength i took a strength finder assessment empathy is my greatest strength so I say these things not to seem like a person who doesn't care. Um, you know, it's a real, it's a real unfortunate thing when when a nice girl gets taken advantage of or gets put in an uncomfortable situation. Um, I would never want to do that to someone knowingly, and I would never want to do it unknowingly. Meaning, I wouldn't want to do it on purpose, and I also wouldn't do want to do it by accident. But I also know that um, feeling uncomfortable is something that uh, each one of us are different uh, into our thresholds of what we're comfortable with and what we're discomfortable, uh, what we're uncomfortable with. If I've ever done that to anybody where they've left with a bad taste and secretly, like, they felt afraid to be able to express it or... Um, you know, God forbid, felt like there was some sort of tra trauma associated with it. I mean, I really would 
want to make that better if I could somehow. I would want to know, right? I would want to know uh, that, that someone experienced that thing so that I could have the chance to make it better. Um, and I would hope that I wouldn't find out randomly 15 years after it's happened, you know, and, and that's the first time that I'm aware that I've that I created a, a negative situation for somebody. So, um, I'm more of a feminist than my girlfriend is, because um, I do think that everyone's different. She's she's pretty tough, you know. She's a tough girl. She's been through a lot. Um, you know, not everyone is. Um, not everyone, you know, some people are more sensitive. Some people, you know, don't know how to react in situations where they may feel a certain amount of pressure. They may feel afraid to say no or, you know, and I get that. I, I respect that and I think that that's something that guys do need to be aware of. So I'm not just saying like, if she, you know, I'm not just saying that, you know, proceed, proceed like some asshole unless you hear no like you you do have to pay attention to signs but give us the benefit of the of the doubt too sometimes as guys that we we, we can't necessarily just read minds you know what i mean so i think that there's uh every situation is unique and it's different it's case by case and you know we i don't think any i would hope that well, there are some assholes out there that don't care about how the other person feels, but, you know, we need to um, do a better job of communicating, I think, um, across the board, right, uh, on both parties. Um, we can talk about wage discrepancies another time, but I'm going to save this conversation topic for a, a point in time. I think we've, we've hit on uh, – we've hit on this – deep stuff well I wouldn't even call it deep but important and, and relevant stuff for long enough to where I feel like I I took a nice dump for now I know I'll have to take another dump later because I'm a human so we'll take another dump later about wage gap stuff or whatever race if you guys want you guys want to talk about race sometime hold on I'm just going to take a sip of this Pellegrino my girlfriend's out of town right now I bought this for her and I can't wait I'm just going to drink it she likes uh I shouldn't tell you guys what she likes. I don't want to give any guys out there any ideas, right? All right. All right. Um, what else? Okay, so here's... I usually talk about what's going on in the world of comedy, what's going on in my world of comedy, and then what's going on in my world, and usually those kind of bleed together, so... I've, I've kind of given you guys a little bit. You know, we talked about the Baltimore Comedy Festival. We talked, you guys know I'm doing comedy and entertainment full-time now. So, um, you know, from the time that I wake up in the morning till the time I go to bed, I'm doing stuff associated with comedy. I don't need to get into all the ins and outs because that's boring. Um, uh, let, me, let me share a story with you guys that I think uh, is interesting to see. I got a couple more things I want to hit on. Uh, we'll, we'll probably go for about an hour and 15 minutes total today, so another, another 30 minutes. I got 30 minutes worth of stuff to share with you guys about my life and stories or whatever. Ah, man, it's a good Pellegrino. All right. Um, I was in the subway recently, and I saw, I saw a new way to raise funds, a new way of asking for money you see everything in the subways as far as people they've got all these prepared speeches right and i feel like passengers citizens are so desensitized toward people asking for money in different ways that it's one it's sad because it kind of ruins it if someone's being truly authentic and genuine um but so many people i think cry wolf uh, when asking for money that like people just stop listening and paying attention it's it is a sad the homeless situation or uh, how do you put it um, I've never seen so many homeless people in my life than I do in New York 
I've also never seen so many people asking for money than I do in New York. Uh, San Francisco has a lot. I grew up there. Missouri, there's some. You know, there's some, but it's not in San Amaro. It's obviously a lot cheaper to live in Missouri, uh, the Midwest, but um, it doesn't exist as much. And generally, generally, there's a lot more genuine people in Missouri. Not always, but there's a lot more genuine, unselfish, kind of family-oriented. You know, it's... Uh, I would Missouri is not a godless place. Uh, I wouldn't say New York is either, but it's not as... You know, there's a lot of, you know, godless people, I, I guess you could say, in, in New York. Um, and the homeless, you know, you see so many people ask, you know, people saying that they're veterans, that they, they've got families that they can't feed, that they've lost their jobs, that, you know, if they don't raise X amount of dollars, that, you know, they won't be able to, I don't know. Just so many people will get on the subway and like give this recited speech, and it comes off very genuine. But it, and it's so sad just to watch everyone turn their face away as they walk down like the aisles of the subway trying to collect money in a hat after they've said some things that you know if they're true, if those statements are true, it's very it's very sad that you know they're pandering to an audience that's not open to hearing it. I, so I, I think that the homeless people are, they're looking for help in the wrong, not in the wrong places per se, but, but you know, in, in, in a place that is not that effective. Kind of like maybe me trying to get famous. Maybe I'm pandering to the wrong audience. Not on this podcast, but I don't know. You know, it, If you're looking for a certain result, you have to take action in the avenue that's going to generate that result and not beat your head against the wall repeatedly. I think a lot of homeless people, maybe they don't have any other place to, you know, try and get help that, that in their minds than on the streets so they don't realize that there's government programs and not that those are perfect, but, you know, that's going to take you a lot further, right? You're going to get a lot further there and trying to work your way back up than just asking for money on the street. So anyway, this guy on the subway, I'm, I'm talking a lot, but I see this guy on the freaking subway the other day, and he did something I've never seen before. He was threatening to commit suicide before everybody in front of all of us if we didn't give him money. Um, the subway's... There are these things in between the subway cars. You can open these sliding doors and like go into the next subway car. But there's a there's a written thing that says do not like open doors and like transfer from from one car to the next while the doors are moving because it's dangerous. You could potentially like jump out, you know, and, and die. Right? You could someone could commit suicide by jumping off that thing while the train is moving. Especially if it, you jump down into the tracks and the, the train ran over you. It's morbid, I realize that, but it is possible. And this guy was like, he was like, just on, he was like, just on the edge in between the cars, in between them while the subway was moving. And he was like sitting on the, like, this chain link thing that's supposed to protect people. It's supposed to stop them if they were like going to slip and fall from like, falling out of that in-between section. He was, like, sitting on it and opening the door. It's it's hard to create this visual. You'd kind of have to see it, but he would open the door and yell in, like, lean back and yell in while he's, like, hanging from this thing. And he would... It was hard to understand it, but I could tell that what he was trying to do was say, you know, basically, give me money or I'm gonna kill myself. You know? That's basically what he was saying. And... Either people didn't care, or they could tell that he was crying wolf, or they were betting on the fact that he was crying wolf. And I, it's one of those moments in life where, you know, it would be a tragedy if the dude actually went forward with it, but it's almost like you can tell there was something about the whole thing that just felt disingenuous and that it was a scam, right? Because... 
I don't. I, I I can't even really put my finger on why, but I was right. He was freaking crying wolf. He was pretending to do this just to get a rise out of people. To and no, the thing is, is the crazy thing is, is nobody gave him money. So whether or not they believed him or not, whether whether or not people were either that checked out or that unselfish, or that selfish, I should say, regardless of the reason, no one even pandered to this dude's like uh, scene. Right, and, and I do feel like he was being an actor. I feel like he was, he was like, screaming at us like we were assholes for not giving him money. And he would like, he would like storm down the subway. He stormed af after he faked his after he threatened to commit suicide, and we called his bluff, and then he didn't do it. He like stormed down the subway aisle, yelling at us, yelling at everybody, cursing at us. And then he went to the next subway car and did the same thing, right? So it's like his, it's his act that he does, right? So I'd never seen that before, but I was very intrigued by it. I, I honestly like, sure it's, yeah, from one perspective, it's sad, right? That, that that dude's like resorting to that level to try and like get some extra cash, but it's also freaking hilarious. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was laughing watching him because I couldn't believe someone was actually trying to take advantage of people's like kindness by doing this act. If it was a genuine thing, that's one thing, but I have no right to laugh. Like who am I to know 100%? I'm laughing at the possibility that he was like faking it. You know what I mean? So just hear where I'm coming from on that. Anyway, anyway, speaking of that, um Speaking of that, uh, I was watching this TV show called God Friended Me today. I was watching football. I fell asleep and I woke up in the middle of the show. It was the season premiere. I guess the first episode of the season and the first episode ever. And apparently there was a guy trying to kill himself in the subway and the guy saved him. So there's a parallel there. I'm not really sure what it is. I kind of feel bad because I didn't try to save that guy who was fake threatening to commit suicide. I guess it's different because if there was a guy who really was about to try and commit suicide, I would absolutely, I would like to think that I'd absolutely try and stop him, right? Um, you know, uh, so, I don't know. I want to talk about this God Friend Me show in a second, but I also have to tell you guys this random quick thing where the other day I was in Times Square and there was another guy who was selling roses on the street. So this guy's doing something respectable, right? This guy's actually, he's trying to, he's not just asking for money, he's actually doing something to try, you know, he's working for it, right? So this guy's holding roses. I was on my way home after doing comedy. I saw it and I thought, you know, I'm going to buy my chick a rose. I'm going to buy her, I'm going to buy her one of these roses. Um, help this guy, you know, help him do his commerce, you know, well, you know, let him make a little bit of money and then I, I'll take this rose to my girlfriend. And I said, hey man, how much for a rose? He goes, oh man, whatever you want to pay, right? I was like, you know, I was like, really? Okay, how, how about a dollar, right? It was just a one rose, one rose thing. He's like, oh, come on, man. Like, <laughs> Like, he just said, whatever I want to pay for it, and then I'm an asshole for offering a dollar? Like, whatever. And he gave me the rose for a dollar, and he seemed so salty about it, you know what I mean? So, as I was walking away, um, I did feel, even though he, that was terrible, like, that's a terrible sales job on his behalf, I still felt a little bit bad because, you know, the dude was working and I don't know how much a rose is worth, right? I don't know how much he is supposed to be getting for these roses, but I went back and my, I gave him another dollar and he seemed to really appreciate it. I don't know, you know, who knows, man. But I appreciated the fact that that guy was at least working for, you know, he's trying to, he was, he was, you know, he was out there working, right? So I guess there's a tie in with that. Anyway, this show that I watched today, I liked it. You know, it reminded me, uh, I don't know, it made you think, right? God friended me. You guys should check it out. It was it was pretty interesting. You know, I've got a lot of... My chick is Catholic, by the way. So she, uh, 
She's a Justin Belieber. No, she's a she's a hardcore. Uh, she definitely her and I connect on the whole God thing. I I personally wasn't. My mom was raised Catholic. I wasn't, but I definitely believe in God, right? So she uh, she tells me I'm God's funny bone. I like that, you know. Um, I I like that about her, and she's uh, she's a huge help in my life. Um, she moved in with me, guys. I forgot to mention. So we've just been dating for a very short amount of time, and she's living with me now. How crazy is that, right? Um, we're probably gonna get married. No big deal. Whatever, you know. No big deal. Yeah. No, she's she cracks me up though. Everyone's got their own unique ways, and uh, I'm not gonna call her crazy, but I will say. Um, Sometimes I question, <laughs> you know, uh, well, let me give you an example. Um, and you know, she, she I tell her this, I, I'm not saying anything behind her back that I haven't already talked with her about. That's one of the things that makes her cool is she even tells me, she's like, whatever you do, she's like, stop telling the world that you're in a relationship. It's going to make you like, it's going to make you like less sought after, like girls won't be as big of fans because you know, they're going to know you're taken or whatever. She's like, you should pretend that you're single, right? And every other girl, like, that I've ever been with, at least, would do the opposite. Like, oh, you're, t oh, you can't, like, tweet about us or you can't, you know, it's like, this chick, like, really has, she, she has my comedy career um, and its best interest at heart for her. So it's like reverse psychology. It causes me to talk about her and do the exact, it's like, maybe she's secretly manipulating me. No, she's not doing that. I, uh, you know, she, it's, it's pretty funny. She's a pretty smart chick though, you know, and super helpful with my comedy. What happened? She, uh, she's, she's moved in. So like, she's basically taken over this apartment. She made me throw a bunch of, a bunch of junk as she calls it away we I basically gave like thousands of dollars worth of stuff to Salvation Army this last weekend that I that I don't use as much anymore so she's like raided my apartment taken over rearranged it uh, for a while I thought I was like is this chick crazy because like th like during the process of cleaning cleaning everything up the apartment became like dirtier and like stuff was everywhere. Every couple of days would just get rearranged and more stuff would get accumulated on her end. She's like, I j it'll be easy when I move in because I just got one suitcase is what she said. And she, she ended up bringing like 10 suitcases. Like every day she'd bring more stuff over and like buy new things on Amazon. But in the end, like my apartment, I wish you guys could see it right now. It looks spotless. It's amazing. I don't think I could have ever cleaned it up like this. So it's like a little angel just came through here and like, fixed everything up you know she's in Canada right now so I'm, that's why I'm doing this podcast because usually I'd be cuddling with her crazy th like we'll uh I think if external people saw us they'd think we're like disgusting in our lovey-dovey shit you know it's like Michael Blama sitting in a tree I'm not gonna say her name right now she's completely off the grid you guys probably don't even think she exists because she has like no social media so <laughs> hey for all you know I could just be making all this up right but We'll be laying in bed, and like if she, if I'm faced one way, she'll be like, "No, no, face me, face me, cuddle, cuddle me," and then like I'll turn toward her, and then once she gets tired, she'll face the other way. Like you know, once you get tired of one position for a while, and then I'll be like, "No, no, no, face me, cuddle me, cuddle me." So like we'll f we'll fall asleep with like our foreheads touching because neither one of us want the other person to like face the other way. It's like it's kind of. It's kind of pathetic, but in a cute way, you know, like someone gets up to go to the bathroom. Where are you going? She, she cracks me up. She like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and she'll be like fumbling through the apartment, like doing, doing stuff. The other day I wake up, she's like laying down in the closet with, with the light on in there with her computer. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? It's 4am. Like, why are you in here? You know, I think she was masturbating guys. Like hey, wake me up if you if you want to if you're horny. You don't have to worry about waking me up and 
interrupting my sleep, like just you know, just play with my wiener, you know, just give it, give it, get a, give it a go, you know. Relationships, guys. Oh man, relationships. What else does she do that cracks me up? Um, she uh, she's impulsive, right? So she'll like blow up my phone. Or here's an example. She calls me. She wakes me up the other day. She was at work, uh, trying to help me out with some stuff. You know, she's like doing some stuff online for me. And I, she was very, she, she gets impulsive. So like when she starts working on something, she like has to get done right now. I'll give you a couple examples. So she, she calls me, she calls me on my cell phone like five times in a row and she's calling me on my house phone at the same time. Cause she had like a couple different lines at her work. So like, <laughs> she's like, like, it's like, you know, she's like doing this as if like there's like a fire going on or something, you know what I mean? So I wake up in a frenzy, like, hello, what's going on? Everything okay? She's like, yeah, I need you to get me some information real quick, right? So I, I like get up, run over to my computer, and as soon as I'm about to grab the information, I'm like, all right, I got it. She's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go now. And she like got off the phone and then didn't call me back for like four hours, you know? So it's like, that whole thing was like, useless that 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 whole thing of getting me out of bed was completely useless another thing that she does that cracks me up and then when she called me back by the way she didn't even bring up that thing that we were talking about when she originally called like i had to bring it up again <laughs> later to see if she still even needed anything like she cracks me up dude um what else did she do that that makes me laugh oh so she buys like these assemb like shelves or like cabinets or whatever to be assembled and she gets impulsive and she <laughs> she'll be like she'll like take everything out of the box and start trying to assemble it with my tools you know cuz i got like a toolbox <laughs> and she'll like she won't even read the directions and she'll just start assembling this thing and then realize three-fourths of the way through, after, like, all this hard work get, gets put in, that she did it completely wrong. Or, like, she put on something backwards and has to, like, take the whole thing apart. And I, I repeatedly tell her, like, babe, before you start, just look at the directions, please. Because you're either going to, like, ruin this thing or you're going to cause yourself to have to do double or triple the work. Just... Just breathe for a second and take it one step at a time. Look at the directions. That's why they're there. Like You're not going to just be able to figure it out like it's a puzzle without even any kind of guidance. Like These things aren't you know, just self-user friendly like an iPhone. So she's done that several times. And every time it happens, she'll tell me, get away. Like Get away from me. I, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I, I can do this. right? And then, you know, of course, 45 minutes later, she's like, Mike, I need your help. Yeah, you, you assembled this whole thing wrong. So we'll take it apart and like, uh, it's, she cracks me up. She cracks me up, man. She stays up all night sometimes, you know, and then she'll crash. She'll stay up for like 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, and then crash for like a 24-hour period. And I'm like, look, just try to like do get it like we got to be on a regular sleep schedule you can't just when i go to bed i would like it if you would go to bed with me you know what i mean like a couple weeks ago she's like i'm gonna I'm, i i wake up at like 3 a.m like what are you doing she's like oh, I'm, just, I'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to a starbucks or something and i'm gonna work i'm like what the hell are you talking about no you're not <laughs> you're not leaving my apartment to go some random place in the middle of the night like no you're 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 gonna stay in here if you if you need to get some shit done you can fucking work out of my closet or something but you're not leaving my apartment at 3 a.m that, that, that's too fishy you know what i mean she's like okay so now she now we've you know, I, I, like, cover my face with, like, a mask or whatever while she has these middle-of-the-night binges, um, you know, and I let her, uh, you know, work off work off my couch or work out of the closet or whatever. Anyway, 
plenty of girlfriend stuff that I could, you know, tease her about and poke fun at her, but I'm getting tired. Uh, football's over. I think I've, you know, chewed up enough of your guys' time. Hope everybody has a good week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll have some more stuff uh, here, hopefully sooner than later, to, to chew on. You know, some podcast fodder. <laughs> but uh, thanks for tuning in, as always. And, uh, you know, I love you. Hey, as Kanye, as Kanye West says, stop thinking with your, uh, with your brands and start thinking with your hearts. Thinking with your brains is how they control you. I don't know who they is or they are, but think with your hearts because, you know, love is, uh, is the answer. All right. Good night, guys. Or good, good morning, whatever. Have a good, have a good day, night, whatever it is that, yeah, okay, you know what I mean. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?